Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Welcome to Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ Orsini. How the hell is everybody out there? This is your boy, your main man, your job soul brother from another mother. This is your host of Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and of course, I am AJ Orsini. I am having my uh, cranberry juice right now, because... I need clarity in more ways than one. How is everybody doing out there? This is a, another live edition of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. I am here with, I am bequeathing unto all of you, episode 144. We have much, <laughs> much to get to throughout the course of this evening. I hope everybody's having a pretty safe time as we embark on Father's Day weekend. Um, as you can see, I got the board behind me here. I won't be using it too much tonight as opposed to last week when I was doing the whole school lesson. Uh, we're not going to be doing a whole lot of that here tonight. I just have it out because I want kind of want that in the background the entire time that I'm talking because that will be the theme for the night here or or Cine's Uncensored Mind. Normally for these live shows, I try to go uh, as long as necessary to get in as much information from you, the people, into the show uh, so it can go as long as two hours. I've gone over a few times. It all really depends. This episode will be uh, slightly different in the sense of I only really have one topic to discuss tonight. So for the benefit of not rehashing and spinning in circles, if we feel like the conversation is starting to die a death, we may cut it short. I'm prepared to go the full two hours. I am prepared to go shorter. I am prepared to go a little longer. It depends on exactly how much participation will be involved in tonight's discussion. And we're going to be talking about this the whole time. Uh, There's going to be some wrestling discussion, obviously, because this hashtag pertains to the wrestling business. But if you're looking for some sort of uh, Raw and SmackDown review or any kind of pay-per-view hype coming up or anything like that from this show, which is what I usually tend to give to the audience, uh, tonight will not be that night. Uh, We're not going to be talking about storylines. We're not going to be talking about... uh, all the different things that are being built up storyline-wise. We're talking about something very, 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 very serious and something that I feel needs to be discussed in depth. And hopefully throughout the course of the evening, we will have more voices added to the story. We will have more stories added (laughs) to the stories. Uh, This really isn't about me tonight. Uh, That was the original plan. Not necessarily about me, but about fathers. We were supposed to do a Father's Day special today. It was going to be this big humbug. I had a a banner somewhere. I was going to do some really cool shit on the screen here. It was going to be a fun time. Uh, And we're still going to have that fun time, although it won't be live and it won't be visual. 
I'll have to record the conversation that was supposed to be had, and we will be reco- we will be airing that conversation, the Father's Day special, uh, next week. It will be for next week's episode, episode one forty five. Uh, we'll, we'll take the time to celebrate fatherhood and all that good stuff. But I felt tonight was an opportunity to do some real conversating. I felt tonight was a real opportunity to do some really cool things as far as this particular topic. And I really wanted to harp on it. Now, if you notice on the screen, uh, I don't have my phone number up on the screen just yet. I have the phone number. I tested the phone number. Everything should be good on that end. Uh, so I don't. I just kicked up my audio really high. So I shouldn't have an issue with that. If I do, I apologize. I will try to remedy the situation as we go along. But the predominant conversation uh, needs to be had, and it will. But before I put that phone number up, I wanted to say a few words before we got really deep into this conversation about this. Because I kind of want to give you guys an idea of where I'm coming from before we get on this. Because I'm going to be completely 100% honest with you. And I know I say that every episode. That's the point of this show, for me to give you guys my unsolicited completely 100% honest opinion on things, the way that I'm thinking, the way that I'm feeling, and hopefully you guys can relate. I'm assuming you guys do. That's why you guys continuously listen and in situations like this, uh, watch the show. So I'm going to preface my words this evening before I put that phone number up and before we get into this conversation because I want everybody involved to know exactly where I'm coming from with this, why I dedicated this episode to this hashtag, why I postponed Father's Day for one more week. I want you guys to fully understand where I'm coming from, from, coming from with this. 2020 as a whole has been a gigantic kick in the ass for everyone. There's a lot of things going on. This has been... One hell of a year between a full economic collapse, uh, worldwide disease-ridden pandemic, uh, other things besides this hashtag taking place in pro wrestling uh, that's changing the game forever. And 2020, which was the start of a whole new decade, is now becoming the start of a whole new way of life for a lot of people. 2020 has shaken the world to its core. Uh, We've had so many situations take place. And I've listed a whole lot of them a few episodes ago, so if you want to take a listen back at that, I literally did the homework and listed all of the fantastically wonderful things that has taken place throughout the course of 2020, and it has been fucking amazing how ridiculously up and down this year has been for so many people, and every single person, regardless of your situation, has felt the squeeze of 2020. You guys have felt the pain in some sort of way, so... The tone of this show, as of late, I feel like has been extremely serious, uh, more so than the usual, because there just happens to be a lot of unusually serious things taking place. And I have voiced my opinion on literally all of it. So I definitely knew that I was going to at some point talk about this, and I wanted to talk about it as urgently as I could. Now, about prefacing my comments, I want everyone completely aware of what we're trying to do here tonight. Because I got messages right after I sent that video out saying that I would speak about this. I want everyone to know I got messages about this. Some good, some not so good, some in support of this, some very, very nervous (laughs) about how this is going to go and about what's going to happen on a live 
on a Facebook Live where we're talking about probably the most sensitive subject in wrestling right now. There are a lot of people out there right now kind of holding their breath. So I want everyone to be clear exactly what the plan is here tonight and what we're trying to accomplish by discussing this out loud and having a discord between myself and anybody out there who's willing to uh, have a conversation about this. There are men and women who have been involved in this hashtag. There are obviously fewer men uh, than women, but there have been a lot of women who have stepped up and told very powerful stories revolving around this hashtag. And I want everybody to be aware of where I stand on this entire hashtag before we continue down this road. I love this hashtag. I love everything about this hashtag. I love everything that has come out of this hashtag. Uh, there are a lot of times, especially this year, where incidences have happened and situations have taken place that has forced me to reevaluate myself, where I have to either come clean with my guilt or innocence in that particular topic, such as the Black Lives Matter situation that just happened a few episodes ago where I had to sit down and really come to grips with my own personal feelings on it because I had mixed feelings about it because I am of mixed race. I get it from both sides. So I was, oh, I'm, I've been kind of weary on the entire subject going back and forth. I've been, I've been going back and forth for weeks on it as far, not as far as where I stand because that's obvious, but more so how I'm going to deal with it. This particular hashtag ignited something in me that made things a little bit more clear because while you can have the race debate and you can go back and forth and people will, you can go back and forth about what's right, what's wrong, what should be inclusive, what shouldn't be inclusive. I don't think there's a very strong argument against the idea that regardless of how that conversation goes, that this always seems to take a back seat. White, black, Latino, Asian, it doesn't really matter. If you have your, if you have your, 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 your debates about civility, for whatever reason, women as a whole always seem to take... Uh, the back seat in almost every situation. So for them to finally be stepping up and saying what it is that they have to say, that's all that, that's all that really needs to, to be said about that because that, that is the beginning here. There have been many beginnings. There have been many situations that have stepped up and had uh, people tell their stories and report people and go to the higher-ups. There have been a lot of times where this has happened. And the noise was made, and it, it's, a, it's a yell down a canyon, and then that's pretty much it, and that's the end of that story, and we never hear about it again. This particular movement has absolutely positively uh, changed things in the sense of there are a lot, more vo a lot more voices, it seems like, happening right here and right now, and it appears that there's uh, a lot more people listening. So it's obviously uh, raising a lot more eyebrows than before. So I absolutely wanted to take the time to really sit down and divulge into it and hopefully have some feedback from different people. And I absolutely want um, people to be very open as well. I'm not going to sit here and tell people what they can and can't say. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Uh, with the exception, with with few exceptions, because if you're going to come in here and just be an ass like someone just was a second ago and now no longer is, I don't even know if you guys noticed it or not, but it's in today, out tomorrow. If you're coming in here just to stir shit up and try to get yourself over, that's not going to work. Um, I'm pretty quick with that. 
Because if it's my show and I'm not going to put myself over, I'm not going to let you put yourself over either. We're going to have ourselves a civil conversation. We're going to have ourselves an actual, actual open dialogue about some of the shit that's been going on. And if shit gets passionate, if shit gets a little loud, if shit gets a little out of control, then so be it. It's cool. Sabat, I saw it. Yeah, you saw it. Do you see it now? It's gone now, right? Because that's how that works. So now that I'm glad that situation just happened. So now that we're clear <laughs> on how that's going to go, because that's the only time I'm going to acknowledge it. I'm just going to get rid of it at that point. If you're not in here, if you're in here to play games and you're in here to, uh, it was team tribalism on display. Yeah, if you're in here to play games, if you're in here to point a finger, if you're in here to pick a side and and do the bad guy routine and all that garbage, that's fine. Uh, you can do it on your own time. You're not going to be doing it here. Uh, Jose, do you believe there's just bad encounters mistaken for abuse like Aziz Ansari's case? Um, two, what's up, AJ? <laughs> what's up, Jose? Yes, we're going to really get into that because there there's a lot of moving parts to this entire situation. Uh, do you believe there's just as bad, uh, there's just bad encounters? Um I don't know. That's a perfect example of why this hashtag is important right now. Right. It is. But see, here's the thing. It's a it's a very important reason for the hashtag to be out. But I don't want it to dilute the conversation at the moment. Like I said, if that's the way they're going to feel, I'm not going to stop them from feeling it because I'm not going to waste my time to try to change a human being I've never ever met. But they can do that on their own time. They don't have to have it during the course of a live discussion where we're trying to genuinely get some information out. A conversation is uh, a, a back and forth. If that, if you're going to come in here and just continuously just keep spanning over and over and over outright garbage, then I'm not going to sit here and just let that shit take place. That's not how that's going to work. As far as the bag encounters, we're going to talk about that, Jose, because during the course of this hashtag, unfortunately, there are some people who are going out there and trying to get themselves over on the hashtag, making some false accusations. There's already some of these accusations that have been expunged over the course of the last day or so have already been dismissed uh, because of lack of evidence or the case may be whatever. But that's another thing that we're really going to talk about here is the whole lack of evidence, the whole, well, is it just spiteful, blah, 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 blah. We're human. We know that there's fallacy in a lot of things that happen it's human nature to fuck shit up and to ruin shit but i don't want it to take away from the fact that these situations genuinely do happen if this is a case of bad situation if this is a, if this is a case of bad encounter then that needs to be described in full as a man if i haven't done anything wrong to anybody i'm going to defend myself the problem is a lot of guys cannot determine where the wrong is because in their heads, I didn't do anything that was really that wrong. But in her head, it's completely different. And that's where the line a lot of the times gets blurred. It can happen the other way, too. But it's to be honest with you, it's very rare. It gets held up as examples. Well, sometimes these women be tripping, but that's not the majority of the time. Majority of the time. A female has no desire to paint themselves as a victim of sexual assault for fun. There are a few people, I'm not going to lie, I've seen a few guys go through this where it has happened, but it ain't the norm and it ain't the majority. And it's damn sure not enough of a reason to downplay some other female's claim, whether she has the, the evidence to support her case or not, because I got to be honest with you. 
if a woman was raped against her will, I'm pretty sure she didn't have time to pull her cell phone out. It's very hard to prove these things with the exception of going to the actual hospital and getting checked out, which some women don't do out of fear of judgment, out of fear of persecution. They have their reasons because they've been bred and conditioned to believe that even when something bad happens to them, it's not necessarily their fault. So they have their reasons for that. So if you don't have suffice evidence, if you don't have the snapshots, or if you don't have the, the cell phone footage, if you don't have these things to prove your case, does that unrape them? No, it doesn't. So a lot of the times, yeah, these cases will be dismissed. If you look at the numbers as far as rape arrests, rape convictions, and rapes, uh, rapists with time served, it's the, the discrepancy is ridiculous. And we're not even talking about just rape. This hashtag covered a lot of ground. It was rape, sexual assault. It was suggestive behavior. It was everything. It, it, and it wasn't just against, like I just said at the beginning of this, it wasn't just against females. There are men who are speaking out against other men. There are, there are women out there who are laying their case out and being, basically they're being backed by not only other females, but other men who have seen it. Let's go back here to the board here. Uh, Janice said, because even in real life, uh, males can mean something genuinely and females will take it the other way around. It, it can happen either way, but it still doesn't take away from the idea that the situation needs to be consensual. And that's where I think a lot of guys get lost because in their heads, some of these things are consensual. Well, she dressed that way, you know, she was rubbing up on me. She's laying in my bed. We've been talking about it for weeks. That doesn't make it, doesn't make it consensual. That the the actual act itself has to be consensual. It has to be absolutely. Sabat, every girl I know who had it happen, they never report it. When asked why, they say nobody will believe me, which is the sad, unfortunate truth about a lot of cases. And the funny thing is, and you know what's kind of fucked up about it, Sebastian, because the truth of the matter is, is the real truth, and I think sometimes women don't get told this, and I think sometimes women don't feel this, but a lot of times when when women report these things, rape, sexual assaults, attempted rape, just overall disorderly bullshit, a lot of times, I'm going to be honest with you, they do believe you. They just don't give a shit. A lot of them go into cover-up mode. A lot of them go into protection mode because they see it as Pandora's box. If I arrest this guy for X behavior, that sets a precedent that for every guy that executes X behavior, that now means that I have to now arrest every guy that does this. And in every guy's head, this shit is gray. It's not black and white. To a lot of guys, this, this topic, the situation, the act thereof is gray. And it's very, very difficult sometimes for guys to decipher between the two. Janice says, one of my so-called bros in the wrestling business kept trying to take my panties off after, yell after uh, me yelling no several times. Uh, his friends banged on the door and said, she said, no, let her go. So this is one of your wrestling, um, one of your bros from the wrestling business kept trying to take my panties off after me yelling no several times. And then somebody came in and, and, and backed her. Now, Janice, to Sebastian's point, I have to ask you, did you attempt to tell anybody about this situation i'm not judging i'm just trying to continue the story and connect some dots to give you an example of what we're talking about because that's a situation that happens more often than it should 
and I've heard women say that they didn't report it because of what Sebastian said. They're not going to believe me. They're going to try to put it on me. I'm the hoe, blah, blah, blah. And then there's those who did tell, and it went nowhere. The guy barely got a slap on the wrist if it was ever even mentioned. And at best, they probably just told him, well, just stay away from her. She's loud. You know, she's going to tell. You know, there's been situations now. I've, if you listen to it, here, here's what I picked up from this hashtag myself about some of the way that the acts have been prep, uh, have been have been done, the way that some of these actions have taken place, like sexual assault and stuff like that. A lot of these situations I'm noticing is all during, not all, but majority of the stories I've been hearing were all either passive as in, like, just done, and then they were just told to just forget about it. And then there are those that are absolutely waiting for inebriation or vulnerability. It's almost like guys, they they don't want to go through the physical act of it because they know that it's wrong. A guy struggling to have sex with a girl physically, that feels wrong. That feels wrong. So in order for them to feel better about themselves, based on what I'm hearing, it sounds like they're waiting for people to get uh, uh, inebriated and jump on the jump on the bandwagon here. Janice says, my home uh, my home girl that same day I run up uh, to grab my items to leave. Uh, she said that she did uh, she did go to someone. He had people threatening me after that day. He had people threatening you to keep your mouth shut. Is that what it was? He was trying to keep you quiet? Is that what he was threatening about? Or threatening you because you told him he got in trouble? Again, I'm not trying to judge. I'm just trying to follow the dots so we can tell this story all the way through. Because there are a lot of women in your who have been in your position who probably went through the same thing and did the opposite of you and just like, man, if I had just done the thing that I thought. And if your thing was a thing that they thought and it didn't work, it might be worth exploring for someone else to, to get an idea of what we're talking about with that. This hashtag is very, very, it's got a lot of people talking, and to be honest with you, it should. It absolutely should. There should be a, everybody should be talking about this. But the thing about it is, is that I feel like a lot of people have been talking about it, and I know every woman in here is probably going to say the same thing. Ah, but it never goes anywhere. All the more reason, I think, right now with the audience of people who are listening which I think is another great thing. This is the one thing about 2020 I'll take away. I feel like I feel like more people are listening to the plights on all sides now, from Black Lives Matter to right now. I think more people are listening. So I think now, that's why I jumped all over this right now, is to get people while they're listening. Janice says to keep my mouth shut. See, there you go. Sebastian, oh my God, I know it's, sound, I know it's so fucked up, but I pictured him threatening her with a full-blown uh, promo. Probably. Janice said everyone around said going to cops makes makes me pussy. Janice, I have to ask you a question. Was there anybody not involved with the situation directly that you told about this that were at all supportive? Did you have anyone around you that was supportive in any way that told you no, you've got to do this. Or even if you decided I'm not going to go to, to the police or I'm not going to go to anybody, that they assured you that this was not your fault. This wasn't something that you did to yourself. Sebastian, what exactly happened in wrestling? Janice, at the time, I had just come from DV relationship and I was scared to actually get beaten up by those several people. I hated feeling like a weak person just going to cops. How long ago was this situation? 
how long ago did this situation take place with you? Which I am very curious about. Because there's more, there's another side. The reason why I'm asking if anybody supported her is because I've, I've been very fortunate in my career. I can probably count on one hand the times that uh, I've seen women go through this in person, behind the curtain. And I've also experienced people, not only myself, but other people standing up for that person. I'm not saying that's the norm. As a matter of fact, from what I've been hearing since this hashtag is started is that's actually the exception, which stunned me that in 2020, we have to actually explain to people why that would be bad. But Janice says no one was supportive. Janice Ortiz uh, said uh, 2012 was the incident. 2012 was the incident. 2012, 2012. This happened in the Bronx. This happened at Darrow's. I would like to know. Nancy. Nancy says, I want to go back to her other comment because she made another one too. Um, do, 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 do. Nancy said, Gentleman Jack got fired from the WWE because of sexual assault claims. And uh, Matt Riddle and Gentleman Jack and many others are being accused of sexual assault. Let's clarify that, Nancy. Uh, Jack was not fired because of sexual assault claims. He was fired because he admitted to the sexual assault. It wasn't just a claim. He played it off like it was one of those blackout moments, but he admits to being a part of it, and he admits uh, going through the whole deal. Janice said that she'll DM me the person is you know him. Uh, Janice, yes. Uh, I understand this is a very touchy situation. If you don't feel like going public, that's absolutely okay. Please DM me who that person is. Um, and in 2000... I, 2012, I did not know you yet, I don't think. I think I met you like the year after in 2013. But um, you know me now. So if you're ever in a situation where you're looking for support, um, I'm an automatic. So you need to keep that one in mind, Janice. We've, Janice and I have had conversations in the past. You you know how I roll. Don't, don't You should never find yourself in that position again to find yourself unsupported because that's that's what I'm here for. That's what we're going to do. And that goes for a lot of the people who are in this room right now. Um, I've opened up my DMs and my emails and my text messages to people in the past who I may or may not even know, who just need someone to just bounce that shit off of. I'm there. So at this point, uh, I'm really sorry you had to go through that, Janice. I appreciate you coming forth with that information. I even appreciate you coming through... Uh, feeling comfortable enough to even let me in on the actual person because I, based on what you just described and as you, I think everyone just heard I got a message said now I have the name and I'm going to be okay I know what to do now but yeah Janice um, don't feel that way please um, that run of you not having anybody to support you in situations like that it's over it's been over for a while you and I have had conversations in the past before so you ever get in a situation like that again, uh, that shouldn't be an issue for you. You you come talk to me and, and you'll get the support you need. I promise you that. Um, now that I have that name, <laughs> I know now what I must do. But that's uh, neither here nor there. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm not going to incriminate myself. I'm just saying I know what verbal type of action needs to follow. 
<laughs> which is the next piece of information I have to go through really quickly. I forgot to do this at the beginning, so I, I wanted to make this clear too. As we're progressing, my numbers right now are jumping up. People are getting into this conversation, and I'm extremely happy about that. But I wanted to mention one more thing about this hashtag. Uh, as I said earlier, there were some people who were a little nervous about the fact that I was going to talk about this, especially live on the air where anything could happen. So a lot of people were very concerned about how this was going to go. And I want to uh, preface the rest of this evening by telling everybody once and for all that if this makes you uncomfortable, if me going online and talking about this and giving our sisters an opportunity to reach out and try to get something out of this that's positive like my sister Janice here just did, I don't really give a shit how you feel about me. That's A. B, the second part that people told me, be careful with this because if names get named and if problems get caused, that could cause you a lot of bookings. That was the one that I heard. Uh, also, that I could, I, you know, talking about this could get your bookings hurt. You can fucking have them. You can have them. If speaking about this bothers you, if putting women in a position to be to feel like they're that vulnerable, to feel like they're that fucked up a person is okay in your head. I don't need your fucking booking. I don't need your fucking money. And in fact, I wish you would just come out right, be honest and tell me that so I can promote the fact that you're a fucker right to your fucking face. This ain't 1987. This ain't the UWF locker room from back in the day. This shit ain't Mid-South. We ain't got problems talking about this shit out live anymore. Because this is the type of shit that's happening in our industry, but to be honest with you, it's happening all around the world. Uh, Janice, I know my peeps went through stuff uh, with that person too. Uh, actually, uh, I may have to speak to a few people to confirm that, but I've been hearing similar words about this person as well, which means uh, an exchange has to happen at some point. So that's what's up. Uh, Pombo says, what's up? What's going on, Joe? We're getting into the thickest shit right now. The one scared probably, I'm sorry, the one scared probably ran bad wrestlers exposed. Um, probably. I mean, Bad Wrestlers Exposed was ran by a piece of shit anyway, so I would go ahead and just lump him in with this, because why the fuck not, right? Why the fuck would I not lump him in with that garbage, because they were pieces of, they were pieces of shit anyway. Bad Wrestlers Exposed was one of the stupidest things I had ever fucking seen in my entire fucking life. It was so dumb. There were people on there that did, didn't make any sense. It was just a hate page for the fucking hate. It was just ridiculous and dumb. But yeah, so I'm, I'm going to say it again. We're on live, baby. I got my shirt on here. I got the logo over here in the corner, my fucking website right here. Uh, you, I can't hide from what I'm saying is, is my point. I put this shit on in particular so my brand is all over it. So if you fuck with me, you fuck with me. If you don't fuck with me, then I don't fuck with you. I really don't give a shit. Uh, they were the ones who posted my sex tape. Who, the guys who ran Bad Wrestlers Exposed, those were the ones who who posted your sex tape? Is that what you're connecting to? Because again, they're pieces of shit, so I could absolutely 100% believe that that was the fucking case. I'm going to go ahead here, and uh, we should be good to go. So I'm going to put the phone number back on the screen. We've elaborated somewhat on the topic thus far, but we've heard some stories thus far. Uh, but I wanted to make it extremely clear to everybody that I have absolutely no problem 
speaking on this fucking topic at all whatsoever. She said, yep, as in, like, those were the people that leaked it. Were you able to get it off? They, uh, well, hmm, that's a bad pun, considering we're talking about a sex tape. But was the video removed is what I'm trying to say. Were you able to get the, remo- the, the video taken off of uh, whatever website they had uh, uploaded it to? Someone sent it to them to ruin my career. Vindictive shit. More of that petty garbage that we've been talking about here. More of that petty garbage. They figure, I'm going to ruin this chick. Watch this. And, it, and the funny shit is, is that when you have people that do that, like, what's the benefit? Okay, you ruined her career, but what the fuck do you get out of doing stupid shit like that? It doesn't even fucking make any sense. And Antoinette, who's the one making this, uh, telling this story here in the, in the chat, I've worked with her before at shows. She's a really cool person. I've never had an issue with her. They took it down before I could see it. Oh, okay. All right, well, at least it was taken down. I'm sorry you had to go through that. I really am. I, I have no problem with Antoinette. I, I have nothing but nice things to say about her. I don't know why anybody would do that shit. Does that, does that, Facebook, does that Facebook even still exist? Someone's calling. Oh, okay. Call from Kara. Ooh. To accept. I accept. <laughs> Hello, Kara. Hello, AJ. How are you doing? Take a breath. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little, definitely a little nervous, but I'm feeling a little more empowered today, so I wanted to give a call. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you feel empowered. You should be empowered. That's kind of the point of this whole hashtag. I wish, I, I wish for that to be the case for more women right now to go ahead and take on this topic. I do too. After I um, put out my um, little story today, I, I made a comment to someone that I actually feel like. I actually legitimately feel a weight lifted that I've been carrying around for four years. Yeah. So. Well, I'm so proud of you for having the, the courage to finally come out and tell your story. The way that uh, you wrote it up was beautiful. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we had a chance to talk about it and that I was mm-hmm. uh, able to be a part of the motivation because that – did you see the responses you got from that post? <laughs> I got so much love and support. And, and then I got, like you, you said to me, my, my messages probably belong up they were. Were just people just supporting me and, and just, you know, telling me how, how much. Because, I, I mean, I, I mentioned in my post, you know, that I felt some guilt and, you know, for right. that time being with my situation. And everyone just kept saying to me, you have no, you have no reason to feel that way ever, which was nice to hear, too. Yeah, I think, uh, and, and, and I want to say this as delicately as I, as I possibly can, I think mm-hmm. a lot of the reason that women who go through these ordeals and go through the harassment and go through the assaults and go through things that are even much more inconceivable for me to even ponder, I think apart from that pain is the judgment factor. And I think mm-hmm. that a lot more positivity coming into the subject will give women more confidence to at least tell the story. When you wrote your post, you didn't feel the need to put a name to it. You didn't feel the need to to point and accuse and do the whole deal. You wanted to get your story out because it was your story. And I think that's what's so beautiful about it, the fact that you didn't feel the need to, you just were worried about empowering yourself. And that's, that's the most positive thing about this whole ordeal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, even even though, what what he did to me has impacted my life and probably right. will for the rest of my life. I don't want to ruin his life. 
um, I don't mind ruining his career because, I mean, this, this is something that he shouldn't have done, and it's something that I know he has done parts of after to other people. Mm-hmm. And unless he gets affected maybe with something that he loves, He's not going to probably stop or feel any effect from it. Well, that's, that's what makes you a better person I, than me, Kara, because I want him destroyed. That's just you me. Know <laughs> Anybody that's asking me, I will tell a name. Any promoter that wants to know, I will tell a name, too. Um, so I, ha- I have no problem with that. I just didn't want – I guess I didn't want that to be the focus of it. Right. I didn't want the comments or, or if I'm going to get any comment. I didn't want to be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it's him. Because right. that is the response I get when I, when I tell people who it is. I didn't want that. I want I want to put the story out there to be like, this is what happened. Right. And then you can find out later who it was. Right. Because then what happens is it gives him a chance to play victim, which is what right. a lot of these guys are doing right now. Everyone who's being accused, not I. I would never. I, a lady is I, a flower I, I, to me. I could guarantee he'll deny it. Um, I remember when I, I told him, I remembered that what he did to me. He was like, oh, you did? And he kind of, like, giggled about it. Like, like, one, it was funny. And two, because I had been drunk, he just thought he could get away with it. He probably just assumed it was one of those things you just would block out or just think it was a misinterpretation or whatever. But that's not how these, that's not how these situations work. And, and I'm glad that you're able to be the bigger person and take the high road. But much like Janice, who just gave me the name of the person that fucked with her, I'm making a list, folks, <laughs> and I've got and I've got I've got plans because I'm going to be completely 100% honest with you, Carrie, and everybody else. In spite of the fact that I understand that you guys don't want to make it about them, and that's absolutely right. It's your story; you should be empowered by it, and I support that. But that does not mean that me, as a third party, can't fuck up your whole little situation because I know a lot of people. And I know now that I'm getting names, I know where they all work. Mm-hmm. And I will mm-hmm. more than likely be in a few of those fucking locker rooms. So there will be some conversation to be had. And if you're thinking this is me taking a bold statement, I've got a plethora of other brothers with me who are ready to make that same, uh, th- make that same claim. Because this, this hashtag has hit me to the heart. It's hit a lot of people to the heart. And we're very proud, Kara, of you and everything that you've done. In this industry, as a person, as a human, you didn't deserve this to happen to you. So I'm sorry again. I, I, I really appreciate you saying that. It's it's been it's been like hard to respond because so many people have said I'm sorry, and I don't want to say thank you to that. Right. You know, but but I do appreciate it, and I also don't want to say it's okay because it's not okay. You know what happened. Right. So it's a very hard thing to almost like respond to in a way too, um, and it, it's it's very strange. Like I mean, I've thought about this, I don't know, every day yeah. <laughs> for the past. Four years, Been but weighing on I, I I really didn't have like an emotion behind it. But then, like when I told you yesterday, when I te- when I wrote this out today, I cried, and I'm I'm still almost on the verge of tears now. Like as I talk about it, because what he did was bad, but the after effect is is even worse. Like like he doesn't know how that affected me for for months afterwards. How how I spiraled. How how like it made me basically just feel worthless. Like he right. he doesn't know that and he he needs to i guess feel that in a way too so i don't care what you do to him like personally i don't care what anybody (laughs) is going to do to him at this point right um i uh, that's that's coming to him absolutely listen care i'm going to talk about that mentality that you just spoke on i'm going to continue on with this program and i'm going to talk about that mentality because i think that needs to be discussed as well thank you care thank you for calling the show thank you yep thank you That mentality 
that she's talking about. That whole mentality about the whole... What's going up, Swall? We're getting real in here, Swall. <laughs> um, that mentality that she just brought up. The fact that he... Listen to that story again. It's been fucking with her for forever, right? The fact that this person did this act, this physical act. If, if you didn't get a chance to, to, to read her particular status, um, I'm not going to go through her story. It's her story to tell. But there was a, a physical act that took place, a sexual assault. And they were all drunk. They were all inebriated. He did some stuff. And she confronted him about it after the fact, and he giggled. <laughs> I remember that. Fun times. That mentality is the problem. Sebastian said it here. It's a haunting moment. I have another call. Uh, I was kind of in the middle of something, but I'm going to cut it. Let's go, let's go to the phone call. Call from Janice. Okay. Janice is calling in now. Accept. Yes, I accept. Sister Janice, what's going on, lady friend? Hey. I, I have some other stuff to say, but I know Homegirl is listening as well. And um, about that same person, um, I wasn't the only person he's done stuff to. There was his ex-manager and a manager after me that he had dealt with. Right. So he has a, right? a, so he has a history with this. Yes, he does. His history is, you know, getting them drunk or high or whatever the fuck that they desire. He'll get them stupid. Because I remember one party that he had, and homegirl was in the room drunk as fuck, and he was talking about it in the kitchen. He was like, oh, I got homegirl drunk in the, be in the bedroom. Me and my wifey, we're going to do such and such. And I had to shut him up. And I, there was people in the kitchen with us. And I was like, listen, I don't know y'all from a hole in the wall, but... I don't know how y'all going to take this story and, and flip it around or whatever the case is. And he was like, yo, shut up. And after that, I kind of stopped going to his house and stopped going to the parties that they had. Because, like, it don't make no sense to continue to be around people that is just going to continue their same habit. Right. Not just ha not just going to listen to this, too. That's fine. I don't give a shit. So, he, so, uh, so you took that toxic uh, behavior out of your life, essentially. Of course, I had to, especially after the wrestling business. Uh, and I seen that not many people had my back. After, you know, I spoke about it and I got threatened about it, I was like, you know what, I'm going to let everybody live their life how they want to live it because I already spoke to, you know, my homegirl about what happened and she still kept hanging out with them. I was like, all right, that's on y'all. Yeah, that's on them. That's on them. I couldn't so do much. He apologized years later, but... I was like, okay, no problem, and I got on the train and I went home. What did he? What What do you mean by apologize? What did he apologize for? For his behavior towards me and like as a whole, know, or the specific incident. I don't. I don't even know what the apology exactly was for. He just apologized and for ruining my reputation, for lying about me. On top of it, it was a lot of stuff that he's done did to me over the years that I had to step out the business because. I got tired of people um, calling me a ring rat and a lot of other names that, you know, most mm. females get called. <laughs> most females, yes, they do, amongst other things that you're called. I had a very similar conversation with Ariella Nix when we were, she was on the show and she was listing off all the colorful things that audience members always seem to hurl at the female talent. Uh, so it's, would you say that's the predominant reason why you left? Yeah. Yeah, because nobody stuck up for me. Not even when, um, after a show, you know, may he rest in peace, because I don't wish 
you know, bad on anybody. After John hit me that day in um, BWF from after walking out of after a show, you know, I told Bronco about it. What do you and mean by hit you? Weeks, he hit me in the face like, while he was with, with his wife. Like knuckles, he hit you, like a punch. With the elbow. Elbow, okay. With the elbow. And I find out weeks later that he told Bronco that his wife hit me. Even though, you know, you had these guys behind me saying that the guy hit me in the face. Hmm. So why would I continue to go, you know, to a place that nobody had my back? Have you tried going into other locations or once you left uh, the Bronx, that was it? Once I left the Bronx, that was it. I was in a shelter at the time and I was trying to get my life together. And, you know, I had went through a lot of therapy. So for me, I thought everybody was my friend until going to wrestling and going through what I went through. And I, I shelled up again. Mm-mm. Do you still have a desire to be in the business, or you just it soured you? That's it. It's, it soured to me. After I had my son, it was over. After you had Owen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I Owen. Know. Owen was just my turning point. I said, okay. you know what? I can't break my back again because I know, I know if you remember that I got power driven. I- I I will Janice for as long as I live I will never forget <laughs> that fucking night ever so, in my fucking life. Yeah, yes. like my back has been hurting since, so I really can't even. I feel you. Okay. Take that chance anymore. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> well, Janice, thank you so much for the information. Thank you for calling. Thank you for putting a voice on it. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk more privately, but thank you so yeah. much for calling the show. No problem. She's. She's telling a very familiar story, guys. It's almost it's it's the club mentality. It's the club mentality. It it's all it's all you you advance, you get declined, and it just becomes this visceral shit that happens over and over and over and over. And that's what's been happening with this hashtag. We're hearing a lot of stories of guys that either were trying to do something and didn't get a chance to do it or it got turned down from it so it's blackballing it's this she did this she's a cancer she's toxic she doesn't need to be around here blah 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 blah. there are women of take janice out of that equation for just a second because she's the one that told the story but even if you remove janice from that situation that's not specific to janice that happens to a lot of women in this industry a lot and I was just going to say a second ago with Kara when she spoke about that mentality to get back on that for just a second. There's something in the guy. There's something in the mentality that just it makes you want to fucking <clears throat> doesn't make you believe the situation. Like, it's funny. I'm getting another call. I believe this is Swall. Let me see call what's going from. on here. Solomon L. Sultan. There you go. To accept. Swall, what's up, brother? Well, good evening, AJ. How you doing, oh, sir? Oh, snap. Hold on one second, brother. Your your audio is extremely loud for just one second. Go ahead, brother. Okay. Um, I can't believe what's going on these couple of days. It's been ridiculous. It's a little over the top. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. I heard a bunch of names that got mentioned on Twitter, and I was like, what? That's impossible. What happened, you know? And then I found out yesterday that Jack Gallagher got released from WWE. Yep, he did. And no, no uh, wish, also... no well wishes on his future endeavors. By the way, yes, of course. <laughs> Vince always says that, or the people in the back, you know who I'm talking yeah. about. The Jody Aces but... of the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 
people power. No. But anyhow, yeah. I was actually wondering, my question was uh, about the, uh, I'm kind of surprised how come Pat Patterson never been mentioned. And he has a long, long history with stuff like that. I'm kind of surprised he's not mentioned on the list. He's I'll I'll, I'll uh, I can I can't confirm it for actuality, but in my best opinion, that I can tell you the reason why he's not on the list is because his transgressions go so far back, and because of his yeah. advanced age, even because I mean, I what's the, what? Yeah, what's yeah. the worst that you can possibly do to him? Excommunicate him from a business he's not even a part of anymore. Mm-hmm. If you notice, a lot of the names that are on that list are movers and shakers. These are individuals that have their fingers on the pulse of what this business is. You get bookers on there. You got wrestlers who have uh, the booker's ear. You've got promoters. You've got uh, guys who are in the WWE, guys who are on TV and other promotions. You've got higher up because with those, those are the names that if you put that name on a sticker somewhere and you say this person did this, you get the all factor. <gasps> but like, yeah. like what Janice just said, Janice just gave us a story about a gentleman who is a wrestler. He's an indie mm-hmm. wrestler, but he's predominantly New York. No one's really heard of him. So when yeah. she shouts that name, it goes off into the distance and no one dissipates it. But if Janice was to go online, tell the same story, and say Matt Riddle, it's going to get a different mm-hmm. response. You feel what I'm saying here? Yeah. So I think a lot of the times, even though people are going to sit here and say, well, doesn't that mean they're targeting? No, it doesn't mean they're targeting. What, they're, mm-hmm. what, what this is is, is these people – who did who did do these bad deeds if i can get him then i can get mm-hmm. the guys who are around him because no man Correct. does these actions in a tube it wasn't like I'm sorry but it sounds really disgusting that it's a place of work it's a place of business and co-workers are doing that to other co-workers that's that's just uncalled for so, well, it's, to be honest with you it's man. common decency exactly. <laughs> don't don't, don't exactly. touch her don't touch her. <laughs> like, saying shit like this, the harassment of it is horrible. Don't fucking touch anybody. Period. Uh-huh. Female wrestlers are in a very bad spot, and I've had this conversation with other female wrestlers before. I've booked them, I've promoted them, I've announced them, I've commentated them, I've wrestled against them. Uh-huh. Female uh-huh. wrestlers are in a really bad spot because, let's be honest about the wrestling business, for when it comes to the female sex sells. So they're often yes. asked to be in these ridiculous outfits, show as much skin as you possibly can, look as sexified as you possibly can. Exactly. And as you all know that term, sex sells. Right. But, now, they'll, the know. booker will tell you it'll look great for the camera. But the, uh-huh. real, the real story of it is, is like any other wrestler, when you're getting ready for your match, most of the time you get ready for your match in gear, which uh-huh. means if you have the gear where the top pushes your tits up and it's got half your ass hanging out and all that stuff. Yeah, it'll look great on TV, but let's be honest, they want you to walk around looking like that. Exactly. So they can pawn over you, talent. so they can make it comments to you. Yes. Right. Yes, it goes by the talent and the experience in the ring, not by the looks. Right. That's you know? why that's what it's supposed to be, Swall. But I can promise you there are a lot of women who are extremely talented. Who may not be the, oh, the, the, me. I know the prettiest woman in the lot, yeah, who don't yeah. get bookings because they don't have the tits and ass that are required for it. Exactly. That's why, like, for instance, for example, Vince saying, oh, you know, you have to do this, you know, boob job or something like yeah. that, you know. That used to be like, a huge well, mandate back in the day, the yeah. Look, you know? Yeah. Because it's, it's uh, you know, this is why the Ribbons Evolution was such an important, integral 
part of our business because it it finally put women on the path of athleticism as opposed to just trophy tits and ass oiled up wrestling and putting in, in gravy bowl matches and shit. It became oh something that God, it became something that mattered. Horrible. Yeah, it became horrible. something that mattered. That's why yeah. this movement that's taking place right now is so important because this movement is showing the world that while we took them out of the gravy bowl on screen, we've still been treating them like tits and ass behind it. And I think exactly. that's what's but beautiful that about this hashtag. That was back in the Attitude Era, correct? I'm sorry, say that question again? That was, that was back in the Attitude Era, hmm. correct? Yeah, predominantly. But before, at least in the Attitude Era, they gave them pudding. Because before, yeah. before that, they were being treated like absolute dirt. <laughs> I mean, if you look, yeah. at, if you look at the, the 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 fabulous Moolah stories from going way back when. Oh my the God! Way yes, that, I watched the episode on Dark Side of the Ring, and I heard the crazy stuff about Moolah. Yeah, the the, the the only solace that I took from that story, from all the different things that she did to the women, and how poorly she treated them, and how poorly she allowed them to be treated. One yes. of one of the one of the standout points is. And I've heard this from a few people, especially some of the older gentlemen who've been in the business. They said that oh, yeah. that Moolah did those things to those girls because Moolah knew that it was better to be on the long end of the whip than at the crack of it. She knew plus, she I knew that if this, she didn't do those things, yeah. she'd be treated just as bad as those ladies. She she put herself over on them, so she didn't be treated that way. Yes, correct, but that was that was the option. How long Moolah was champion? Actually, she was twenty-seven years, some of that. She didn't want to lose her belt to no one. And I remember that. Because she knew that if she went to the bottom of the pile, she'd be treated they're like... They're going to let her go. They're going to let her go, and they're going to treat her like dirt. Exactly. T- for as long as she had the women under con- her control, and she was in control of the bookings, she was important. Uh-huh. She was necessary to the men. She knew yeah, if she lost me, that, uh, she would yes, be yes. she would be just like everybody else. Yes, I do have another question. Ahead, what are your thoughts about somebody got mentioned, him and his wife were mentioned, last night on Twitter, and I'm talking about our good old friend Jim Cornette. Yes, he was mentioned. Hilarious. He, I cannot wait to hear his response to all of the allegations that were thrown his way. I'm sure he will have some half-assed chuckle-fest of an excuse. But as far yeah. as that goes, um, there are. if it would have been just the one guy, Mm-hmm. I would have, I would have probably thought to myself, well, who knows, right? Because Cornette's on the hot seat right now, and everyone yes, seems to be piling yes. on. But that gentleman, a lot, of, a lot of people are on the hot seat right now, especially yeah. the. Uh, well, he was there the first. Promoter of NWA. Yeah, yeah. So when the one guy stepped up, I thought, okay, maybe it's just blah blah blah. I'll see how this plays out. But mm-hmm. he's not the only OVW person since his post to step up and say that she had a uh, she being Cornette's wife Stacy had a hand in a lot of not so good things back at OVW. So now now I'm starting to really question what really was going down hopefully with his explanation or with more time we'll exactly. be able to find out more truth but exactly I'm going to that's blackmailing somebody to sleep with their wife just to be yeah. getting to the the, the, the area they want to be at in the business Right, and I'm I'm going to tell you right now, I'm leaning more toward it being true at this point. Because like I said, if it's one person's word against another's word, you can have some doubt. But once other, because other people have stepped up to defend him, the guy who made the claim. So Correct. 
I don't know. I, when there's smoke, there's usually fire. And if Cornette is responsible for this, then he 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 has um, just as much guilt on his hands than everybody else. I'm not going to give him a pass because he's Cornette. If he did some stupid shit, he deserves to be oh, treated like he me, did some stupid shit. I know a lot shit. of stories about Cornette. Believe me, I can go on and on about him. Well, I'm going to let you go, Swag, because I'm going to continue the flow of the conversation. Thank you so much for giving me a buzz. I'm glad Thank the, you for the audio my worked questions, out. Thank you for answering my questions, AJ. Thank no you very much. Until next time. Thank you. I, I love the fact that he just brought up uh, Cornette because, to be honest with you, um, Cornette's a great example for this hashtag. And not because of him per se, but what he represents. Okay? Because I listen to Cornette's podcast all the time. I listen to it every week. I was backed up a little bit because of this whole COVID thing, but I, I recently caught up. I'm up to date. I listen to his shit all the time. And he tells stories all the time about the ring rats and the ribs that took place with women. And, all, and he says it with pride on his face pride on his face when he tells stories about uh, today's wrestlers oh they're all they're all uh, the last episode he just had he had this analogy where he was like well all the guys in the locker room today are too busy playing video games and playing on their phones instead of out chasing pussy this mentality is, is hereditary in this industry it's hereditary it's one of the few things that has passed on. The wrestling has evolved, but the mindset has never really fucking changed at all whatsoever. The amount of resistance the women's evolution met, uh, women's evolution in WWE met by male counterparts across the fucking scale is, is just amazing. Not just males who are in the business, but male fans as well. You will always, in the minds of so many men, women's wrestlers will always be seen as tits and ass. That is the way that it has been for forever. No matter how many headlocks, no matter how many fucking drop toe holes, no matter how many top rope moonsaults you fucking do, you will always be a set of tits and an ass to a lot of people. And that shit will just, I'm, I'm convinced at this point, will never change. But here's the deal. Regardless of how you feel about the performers who are in that ring, you still have to control yourself like a fucking person. I'm getting another phone call here. I'll go right to it. Call from Lisa Rose. To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail. I'll go ahead and accept it. That's Lexa, I believe. Lexa, is that you, Lexa Rose? Oh, it's me, all right. Oh, it's here me. she is. What's going on, Lexa? <laughs> What's going on? What, what, um, what can I do for you? I wanted to talk really quickly about kind of the harassment because you were bringing it up that, you know, fans and wrestlers do like to harass us female wrestlers. And one name in particular that always jumped out was and is Sydney Cloud. Um, he was that name's very familiar to me. Sydney Cloud. I remember he, that he from somewhere. He goes by the name for Santiago. That's his real name. Oh, okay. Um, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Okay. And he... The, the, the story with this is we took a stupid selfie at a TNA show a while back, and, you know, he was always inboxing me saying all this crap about how I'm pretty and how I'm beautiful and how he would take care of me, not knowing he was married the whole entire time. No clue whatsoever. Uh -huh. Until one day, <laughs> you know, somebody brought it to my attention, like, you know he's married, right? He's got a wife. I'm like, oh, really? That's pretty interesting. 
<laughs> My and, DMs say otherwise. You know, I, kinda, <laughs> I, I tried letting it go, but then it got to a point where he was basically bad-mouthing me and saying that I was ugly and that I was a whore and all this other stuff. So me being the ballsy broad that I was, I told him flat out to his face, listen, I'm pretty sure your wife wouldn't want to hear the other side of the story that's in my DM. So you might want to pump the brakes and sit down. Right. He didn't want to let it go. <laughs> and after a while, you know, he, he started bumping heads with me. He was talking about me on Bad Wrestlers Exposed. Um, trying to drag my name through the mud. Wasn't his also, name like one of the leading candidates as the person who was running that page? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the only reason why he got he, he got caught was because apparently he was trying to put up a petition on the Bad Russell's Exposed page or maybe his personal page because this is a dude that got pistol whipped by Elena Maximum. I remember that. That's right. who this dude is. And he tried to put up a petition to get her arrested or, or whatever for that incident. Mm-hmm. And that's how he ended up outing himself as um, part of the admins. And he tried to backtrack and say he didn't. And <laughs> he still wouldn't leave Trigger and I alone. Right. He just wouldn't. And I have screenshots of him inboxing my own husband saying, I'll fight you just so I can have four hours with her. He needs four <laughs> hours? All right. Uh, this and how- I have all these screenshots. I've got tons of screenshots from a lot of guys in this business that have come in my inbox that have made inappropriate comments that right. have, that have threatened trigger because of me and um they've missed I they've think, messaged him your husband because of you mm-hmm. wow oh yeah yeah Sydney cloud loved my husband apparently <laughs> so well at the very yeah, least loves what is what your husband is getting i guess he's he's jealous I don't know what it was, but, you know, to tell me that I'm ugly, then tell me that I'm worthless, and tell me that you don't, you know, all, all these mean things, and yet go in my husband's DMs and ask him for a wrestling match to have me for four hours, like, it made no sense. It really didn't. And I never got an apology from him for any of that. Would it and matter to you at this point he, if he gave you an apology? I, I, I honestly... Like, were you guys ever cool at one point where an apology would get you back to a good place? No. I will forever want to break that man's jaw. Okay. As long as I live. (laughs) So, as he said, I'm so... Bam. And hit him with the right cross. Uh, How long ago was this uh, last encounter between you and Mr. Santiago? Oh, this was years ago. Okay. So, he's not still keeping up with the harassment and, and whatnot. No, eventually he stopped when I kind of clowned him on a live video because ah. um, when he when he challenged my husband to a fight for four hours with me, I did a response video and said, well, if you do want to wrestle my husband to have me for four hours, I hope you can handle a strap on. And Whoa, turn the tables on him. him <laughs> I clowned him so hard and people started going in the inbox saying, word cloud, you, you, you really into that? So eventually he just kind of like left us alone. But I, I never I never ever will forgive him for what he did for the harassment right. and, and, and the cruel you just don't get over stuff like that, especially when it came on the heels of my sex tape being released on that page. Right. How so, did he get a hold of that? <sighs> 
I'm, I'm actually planning on doing a tell-all video that explains that whole entire situation. Oh, geez. Who the person in the video was. So, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people already know that I've been, like, kind of hyping it up because I want people to hear my side of the story. Because five years ago, when I tried to tell my truth, everybody told me to sit down, shut up, and be the whore that I was meant to be and to deal with a failed career. And... You know, I did. A lot of them hid behind a lot of powerful friends. But now that these people don't have any power anymore, you know, my my, my wrestling career is pretty much non-existent at this point. Is that because of them or was that your own choice? It just soured you and you just wanted to get out? Well, I still wrestle. The only problem is a lot of people in New York don't want to book me. Okay. Does that happen? to the point where a lot of people... Go ahead. A lot of people in New York just did not want to book me because they said that I was trouble. I was a troublemaker. So, yeah. Because I, I first met you working on several shows, and then all of a sudden I didn't see you anymore. So I, is that because yeah. of this situation? Pretty much. Because okay. when I said that I was going to punch him in his freaking jaw and anybody who disrespected me, people didn't want to book me because I was... She's a firecracker, that one. <laughs> She's a firecracker, that 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 Lexa Rose. Um, listen, Lexa, I'm so like Kara said. I got to stop saying it because I've been saying it all, all the times because you know it's an instinctual thing. But I'm very proud of you for telling that story. I hear that you're telling me now that you got a tell-all coming out. Uh, I can't. Is it going to be written or a video? It's a video. Video. I have okay. all the footage that uh, I'm going to go over with a friend of mine because. Some of it's really hard to look at. I mean, uh, okay. some of them are clips from the actual tape, so I got to kind of muster up the strength, but yeah. It's for a cause, right? That's what you got to tell yourself? Yeah. All right. Well, Lexa, thanks so much for calling. Thanks for sharing your story. I appreciate you taking the time, and good luck with everything that's going on, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and I thank you for listening to my story. No problem. Thanks for sharing, man. Thanks for sharing. Absolutely. There is so much to un unpack that's the word these fucking bookers use as an excuse firecracker <laughs> it's just firecracker she's a pistol that one uh there's i know it's hard to believe for people because it seems like like for instance for me right i was raised by a single mom and my mom is is puerto rican i'm married to a puerto rican i've heard loud women my entire life i'm used to it when i see a hispanic woman that is docile i i don't even know how to react to him i don't even know how to i don't even know how to act to him because i'm so used to the loudness but people sometimes there's a lot of guilt in the loudness and maybe this is the first time janice and lexa are going to hear this but the reason why a lot of guys don't like the loudness don't like the aggressiveness don't like the outright honesty of a female is because usually when they hear loudness, usually when they hear aggression, it's usually at them. Because stupid guys do stupid shit. So they're constantly being yelled at. So whenever they meet a woman who is all in their face and has no problem telling them what's on their mind, and nobody, they get away from that. Because they know that if I'm with her and I start doing stupid shit, all she's going to do is bitch and complain about my stupid shit. And I don't want to be around that. 
So they do Firecracker, Harley, and she's just a loud bitch who just says a bunch of stupid shit, and I don't want to be around that garbage, which is short-term for I do a lot of stupid shit, and all she's going to do is call me out on my stupid shit, so I don't want to be around her. I've been around loud Spanish women my whole life, and no matter what I do, good or bad, they're loud. But I don't mind them being loud because they don't yell at me because I don't do stupid shit. Not all the time. I have my moments. I'm still a guy, and I do get yelled at them for that, but not all the time. Most of the time, I'll tell you this, my, my wife and I get along very, very well. We very rarely ever yell at each other, and when it happens, it's usually because of some stupid shit that I did, but it's not, it's always more positive than it is negative, so I don't get mad when, when women get loud and when women all that stuff. It's just what it is. That's just, that's the life of being with a Hispanic woman. That's just what it is. And it's not just the Hispanic women. Women in general these days are very open and are very honest about things. We're living in a generation now where women don't feel like they have to hold back. And that's great because you shouldn't have to hold back. Especially for male ego, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Jenna says, I fucking hated that shit. And when you're quiet, people think you're a pushover till you blow up. Which is the other part. That's, that's what guys like. For the most part, guys who do, guys who do shitty things like quiet, docile women. Because even when you're mad, you won't say shit. That's, they feel like they can push you. They feel like, what the fuck are you going to do? They feel like they can intimidate you. Guys who like loud women don't worry about that other shit because they're not doing bad shit. My wife is Hispanic as fuck. She cooks Hispanic. She lives Hispanic. She talks Hispanic. She's Puerto Rican as hell. And she can be docile from time to time. But when she's off, she's off. And when she goes off, get the fuck out of there. She'll burn the bridge she's standing on. Doesn't matter. When she gets mad, everyone dies. <laughs> Even if that means I gotta die too, goddammit. Everything burns. But if you're like me, and you don't do many things that shitty, you will survive. That's it. And a lot of guys, sometimes they don't want to be a part of that. They just sit there and they say, I don't want to deal with that. That's why a lot of the women who, it, it's a sort of fine line for women in, in the wrestling business because there's a fine line you have to walk between being vocal, being vocal, and I have another phone call here. Call from? It's the KOM, man. It's raised. To accept, oh. press 1 to send a voice. So we're doing KOM now? I didn't know that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> What's going on, big man? How you doing? How you living? How you feeling? Everything's all right. Everything's looking good. And I'm hoping that this doesn't kill pro wrestling. That we, is... We come from... Yeah. We've come from pedos, child pornography, <laughs> and now this. Now it's this. Yeah. Now it's another situation like that. Yeah. But see, here's the thing. I don't necessarily think it would kill pro wrestling, but I think if we scream loud enough, it's going to get a lot of people out of it. Yeah, but it's, it's not looking good, man. Like, we got uh, high-tier guys. You know what I'm saying? These guys. But they, yeah, but they were doing the shit they were doing because they were in those positions. Those are the type of people that we don't need in those positions. That's very true. We got replacements. Hey, true. me and you can take Riddle's spot. <laughs> we we got we got replacements. Listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm just saying that after all this fucking corona, after all this pandemic, we should uh, focus on bringing it back together. It, it seems like pro wrestling, pro wrestling is shattered. It, and uh, maybe that's it, what it, we it, needed, though, Ray's. Maybe with uh, the with the with the pedophiles who are here getting bookings and the abusers getting bookings and the rapists getting getting bookings and I'm not and you know what's funny to be honest with you this isn't a new ordeal this has been going on for a while now maybe this corona timing out indie wrestling gave us an opportunity to clean some of it up right in the pro wrestling yes in in pro like pro independently I I didn't think it would hit that far independently. Yeah, I mean it's you it's know. hitting from all from all sides. So I didn't think it would hit that hard there, but it is. So, it you know, it's just uh, hard to hear. You know what I'm saying? It is. It is hard to hear. I I understand that feeling too. But you know, it's up to guys like us to to clean up this mess. We we have to we have to help change the system from within. Just like when we're talking about this Black Lives Matter stuff, and we look at these white people like, well, if you're not with us, that's fine. But you can't really be against us, man. You gotta help from your end. Convince these white folk that something's up. I think that's the same thing here. These women, they've been hollering, dude. They've been hollering for a while. You heard the stories from some of the women that have been talking so far during this show. Whenever they have something to say, someone shut them right down. So yeah, it's kind of up to us well, not know, to help our sisters out here. You're right about that. Well, you know, I was just going to say, AJ, keep doing what you're doing, man. I love you. You're my bro. Uh, to all the ladies that are struggling out there and want to speak out, please speak out. Uh, have the strength. Gather that shit up and just uh, say something. Yeah, we listening, uh, sweetie. We, shout we out. Listen. Yeah, there's people listening. There's like, people listening out. right now, yeah. But yeah, brother. Keep doing your thing, man. All right, KOM. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is Ray's, man. It's Ray's, man. <laughs> All, right, All, right, Ray's. All right, brother. So we had a few of the comments here. Um, definitely, what's it? Com- quiet and compliant. That's what they want. Well, yeah. That's always been the way, right? Definitely quiet and compliant. My wife is watching. We just, uh, I know. I don't know if Pombo is still listening, but... <clears throat> We just got another subscription in the house. <laughs> Bills was looking good, so we got another subscription. But we got Hulu, and there's a show on Hulu that my wife is totally addicted to right now. It's called The uh, The Great. It's like old school, like British show from like way back when. And it just reinforces everything that all those shows that we do. The mistresses, the empresses, this, the docile, the, 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 the tits out with the fucking uh, corsets on and the whole, yes, master, yes. Da, 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 da. That's the way that it's always absolutely 100%. That's always been the perception that men want from their women all the time. They want to be able to do that. Maddie Ming says, can I shoot? Shoot, brother. Ain't nobody stopping you. Get, get the typing, my nigga. And, uh, there's always been this image that that's what men want, that's what they want. To, and the fact of the matter is, is that's what shitty men want. If you're a man right now and you're listening to this and you're saying to yourself, man, I don't like all that complaining and shit. Don't give them shit to complain about. It's pretty simple shit. I'm not perfect. I give my wife fits from time to time too. I'm not the perfect man, but I do well in my marriage because I make effort. I try to make my wife feel like the sexiest woman in the world every day. The most beautiful woman, the smartest woman. I make this effort all the time. I treat my wife with absolute respect. And I try to treat the women 
in the industry the same way. So whenever situations take place, oh, see, she likes me. <laughs> whenever you have situations in this industry where you have uh, relationships with women, guys have a hard time. I'm telling you, this is why this has to this conversation really needs that. I wanted female voices tonight because I wanted to give a platform to women to have the opportunity to speak their mind and speak their truth. But this uh, conversation really needs to be taken amongst the men as well, not just with the women. The women can tell their stories and women can emote and, and tell their feelings about it. But it's really up to us as men to get these men to understand what this, what you guys are saying, what you guys are feeling, to put that into consideration when addressing a woman. Simply addressing a woman sometimes can be the most difficult thing for a guy, especially in a locker room. You know, something as simple as when I go into a locker room, the first thing a guy does, he extends his hand out. Hey, how you doing? AJ, how you doing? Boom, 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 boom. You know, that's the first thing guys do. Boom, 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 boom. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? When a female wrestler walks into a locker room, the first thing the guy does is go right to the small of her back, pull her in, how you doing, mama, and give her a kiss right here on the cheek or the neck or whatever, the ear or whatever fucking thing he gets a hold of. That's a very subtle difference between the two right there, just off the back for starters. That is the norm. Not too many times I've done it for females. I do it for females. When I have a female talent come in, that's the first thing I do, extend my hand out. Hey, how you doing? Blah, 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 blah. That's the first thing you do. Women, women have very little... Female wrestlers, I've always had good relationship with female wrestlers for two reasons. I'm married, which for some reason is not an automatic stop for guys when it comes to women. Apparently being married is not enough to deter them from talking to women inappropriately anyway. But... I for the for 90% of my career my wife has gone to my shows either backstage because she's working the show or in the audience. My wife's at all my shows. So I don't just say I'm married, you know, just so I can reel the woman in. The woman the female wrestler can see my wife standing right there. <laughs> I'm usually holding my wife in some way, hand, waist, ass, something. I'm giving her a kiss, we're communicating. I very obviously give signals that this is my lady, I want nothing from you. And that usually is what brings the shield down. And I have, I have nothing but great relationships with every female co-worker I've ever had. I don't find that to be a difficult thing to do. I, th I don't think it's very difficult to be able to walk into a locker room and, and perform and conduct yourself as a fucking gentleman at all whatsoever. I don't think it should be that hard. Yes, these, the, the gear that women wear is very sexy. That's the whole point. We're on TV. They're trying to be... Uh, TV stars here, and this is the stuff that gets attention, blah, blah, blah. That's part of the business. Uh, most of the women uh, are okay with that. Some are not. And for the ones who aren't, are should still be booked based on their performance. It shouldn't be based just on just looks. But to a degree, I can understand that, and some women get it too. All right, But it shouldn't be just on looks. It should be on performance, at least definitely right now. There's no excuse now why that shouldn't be an ordeal. You know, back in the day, if you hired a diva out of a catalog and she couldn't wrestle her way out of a fucking sweater, I can understand where tits and ass uh, was kind of the whole point. But we have a lot of performers right now, as far as females go, that are top-notch fucking wrestlers. Some of them, not even some, a lot of them wrestle better than fucking dudes. They just, they just fucking get it. Timing's great, style is strong, everything, and they're being treated like just another pair of tits down the, 
down the fucking assembly line. And that's what this whole thing is about because they're not going to fucking stand for that shit anymore. Swall, AJ, any news how many wrestlers got released so far from WWE? Uh, just so far, just Jack. I, we're, we're holding, I'm going to be honest with you, we're holding reserve right now for, because the WWE is not going to release anybody until they do due diligence. Jack got released because he confessed. Everybody else is going to fucking deny it. So they have to go looking for the evidence. And when they find it, they'll make the decisions there. It's the one thing I do hold WWE true to. If they find something, they're going to get rid of them. So if they gave Matt Riddle the Intercontinental Championship, they better be damn fucking sure he didn't do anything. And I don't know much about Matt. I've called his matches. I've shared a locker room with him. But I, don't, I can't really sit here and say that I know him. The woman who made the accusation, I know a little bit about her. Shared quite a few shows with her, as a matter of fact. So I'm waiting to see how this whole thing comes out. Uh, I know a gentleman, Jack, from NXT UK, got fired for accusations for sexual assault. Yeah, there were a few people that got uh, the accusations put against them. And again, we're waiting for litigation, so we'll see how all those things happen. And if we get any evidence at all whatsoever, I promise you, they'll probably more than likely be gone. Janice wrote, I enjoyed the dressing up. I liked being a bombshell, which is fantastic. Which is fantastic. If that's what you enjoy, you should enjoy it. But just because you like dressing up all sexy, just because you like being the bombshell, does not give a motherfucker a right to smack you on your ass or grab you by your fucking waist or play with the top of your head like you're giving him a head or whatever stupid guy shit that goes on in the fucking locker room. It doesn't, you can't, you can't fucking do it. You know, you just, you, I don't understand how anyone can say it any plainer than that. The most beautiful woman in the world could be standing in front of you butt naked and covered in oil. You can't touch. You can't touch. I mean, well, how is that? I get it. I'm a guy. I see a hot chick in front of me, two-piece on, all covered in oil, just lathered up, holding a beer and a slice of pizza in one hand. And you want to fucking, yeah, I get it. I go, I, I have a male brain. I know what happens in your brain. You can't touch. You can't do it. You can't grab. A lot of guys try to fucking do it with like a joke. They'll grab a titty. <laughs> no. No. Holding the reserve for the bro. Yeah, well, hold it. He is adamantly, he's adamant he didn't do it. But we'll see because they are investigating it. So they're going to talk to everybody involved. They're going to see the messages. They're going to see DMs, everything. They're going to put everything together. And if WWE feels it's enough, he's gone. I promise you he's gone. Promise you. They have not been, WWE has not been fucking around with shit like this. They have not. Bruh, AC Smooth. Eh. And him inboxing me. See, there's another name that I know for a fact. Smooth, too. And he's old school fucking whatever. Kara, I don't know if I can speak for other women, but with me, if I'm willing to put myself out there and go into details, it's the truth. Here's the thing about that. And I mentioned this at the very beginning of the show. There have been claims that are false. But what happens is, is that there's a lot of times, a lot of times, where these accusations are the truth. But men would rather hold those, those false claims up as evidence that if I just cry fake news, I'll get away with it. The system is skewed towards guys when it comes to, to rapes and sexual assaults toward women. It's automatic, well, what was she doing before she was raped? Or what was she doing before she was assaulted? 
that led to this. He was just being a dick. He wanted to fuck, so he forced himself on this woman. That's bad. It's a bad thing. He should learn that it's a bad fucking thing. This is not difficult shit. And when you when you too when when you tell your story, and I love and I've heard not with you in particular, Kara, but I've heard stories so far with this hashtag. Well, they'll tell the whole story, but they won't name a name. And people will automatically, well, it's a fucking bullshit story. If it was a real story, why wouldn't she name names? Because the name's not fucking important at that time. Like Kara said, she's more than willing to give him the name, to give out the name, but she's not going to fucking plug this guy and give this guy free advertisements so he can plan his attack and play victim. There's only one person in this situation that should be allowed to live that truth, and it's the person who told the story. Swall, he said uh, his attorney is taking care of it, so uh, we've uh, so we, or so we've been so told on Twitter. Like I said, he's been very adamant. He's been very vocal about the fact that he is denying the allegations, and he's got his lawyer all over it. You know, and this person in particular is gonna have an uphill battle, not because what she's saying is false, but what she's saying about Matt Riddle is going to be scrutinized and it's going to be torn apart because she had a relationship with him. For a lot of women, it's very hard to get these charges to stick in general. If it's just some guy who did some stupid shit, it's very hard to get that to stick. When this woman is, when a woman is making a claim against a guy that she was previously in a relationship with, or at the very least previously intimate with, it's damn near impossible to get a rape or a harassment or an assault charge on that guy because all the judge is going to do, all the jurors are going to do is that, well, I mean, she fucked him previously to this. She didn't have no problem fucking him then. It's the same thing with where, like, people, I have a friend who just recently outed somebody for rape. She told her story and stated that she was raped by a guy. And the immediate reaction from an unknown, just some dude on the internet, the immediate reaction was, was, well, weren't you living with him? As if that's supposed to excuse the fact that this motherfucker raped her. His reasoning is, well, I mean, you lived together, didn't you? I know this is news to some guys out there, but I'm married. I'm married. My wife is in the other room right now. She just gently caressed me more than a second ago. She's in the other room right now with my son feeding him, okay? If I walked in there right now and fucked my wife against her will, that is rape. Doesn't matter that I have a document on the wall that states that she's my wife. She's not my fucking property. I do not fucking own a human being. You cannot, you do not have optimum control over this woman's body simply because you're either in a relationship or you're in a living capacity together, or you knew her since, like, first grade or some shit. It don't work like that. Having sex with a woman against her fucking will is fucking rape. Your relationship to that person doesn't fucking matter. Uh, Swole, they need to start having a zero tolerance in the wrestling business because it's a place of business. That's, uh, Kara says, that's harder on the indies, but we as promoters need to step in in that department. Very good point, Kara. You just reminded me about something. Give me one second. Swall, stop telling me about the place of business. This is common fucking courtesy. Don't touch a fucking woman. I don't care if you're online at a fucking Dunkin' Donuts and the two of you don't work there. I don't care if you're at a bus stop. I don't care if you're at the beach. 
don't touch anybody. <laughs> this is this is easy shit. I'm gonna keep repeating it so that it becomes muscle memory. Don't touch a woman if she doesn't want to be fucking touched. This is easy fucking shit. But Kara brought up a very good point. Uh, this is harder on the indies, but we as promoters need to step up in that department. I absolutely 100% agree. A few hours before I went on the air, I saw something that was very, very cool, and I want to share it with you guys. Since these allegations have come out, Progress and a number of other independent promotions have gone public, excommunicating, cutting ties with any of the individuals that have been proven to have been culpable or guilty in the actions that they have been accused of. A lot of companies have stepped up, met everybody, but give it time, okay? And having are cutting ties with people who are being accused of this. And one of the promotions that I want to bring up, who put this post out earlier, I'm going to show you the actual photo. It's from Pro Wrestling Magic. Okay, let me see if I can pull this up. Here it is here, Pro Wrestling Magic. It reads, We here at Pro Wrestling Magic are saddened to read everything being brought to light. We cannot change the fact that we worked with some of the accused. We were not made aware of any of the actions of the offering par offending parties. That we, that, that's really small, I can't see it right now. Uh, had we been, we would have acted appropriately. The disregard for, another, for another's basic humanity when it comes to sexual assault is disgusting. These men have used their power and celebrity to traumatize these women. We cannot be any more sorry. We hear you, we see you, and we believe you. These men will not be seen on another Pro Wrestling Magic show. If anyone has done anything to report uh, from our shows that they have not been afraid to, please do not be. Our DMs are open. Hashtag speaking out. That is from Pro Wrestling Magic, a local independent uh, pro wrestling company in the North Jersey area, not too far from here. I've had the privilege of meeting the owner on uh, a few occasions. He's a wonderful dude. Uh, I've had a privilege of working in his building, although I've never worked for his company. And he's a really cool dude, and I think he's one of the few that gets it. And I think if we see more of that, then the hashtag is for something. If we start hitting... If a woman is able to walk up to your face and tell you you're a piece of shit, and it doesn't fucking bother you, maybe a man telling you, I'm not fucking paying you to do anything, you piece of worthless shit. Maybe that will fucking trickle down. Because I got news for you, Kara. Kara's a promoter. I'm pretty sure Kara has no interest in hiring a fuck piece of shit that's going to sexually assault women. Kara's not the only female promoter. I've had people on this show talk to me about the difference when it comes to male and female promoters. Okay? And Kara is one of the most knowledgeable people I have ever met in my entire life when it comes to this business. But she is a female promoter. So how the fuck do you think that works for her? If you think female wrestlers get shit, what do you think female promoters get? You know, the ones cutting the checks, the ones hiring the fucking talent in the first place to be on these fucking shows and putting them in storylines and getting their characters promoted and all that shit. What do you think that they're fucking going through? If you get a guy who's booking and he's booking guys a certain way, you know, positively, and he's using the other guys kind of like as some job or some, some enhancement talent type shit. Well, that guy's an asshole. That guy's a jerk. He doesn't know wrestling. I'm not working for him anymore. And they'll leave. But if it's a female, 
she's a bitch, and she doesn't need to be in wrestling anymore because she doesn't know wrestling. That's a discrepancy. That's the difference. Some jag-off guy who's promoting a company somewhere who doesn't know his ass from a, book, from a booking sheet can't get his fucking talent on the same page. But if a woman does the same exact thing that a guy does, she's a bitch and doesn't deserve to be here. It's the same thing whenever I see wrestling matches. I've been, I have literally been on shows, no lie, that had 12 fucking matches on it. 12 matches. This is a, this is a shoot, this is true. I've, I've been on shows that had 12 matches, and one match would be the female match. And they're busting their ass, and they're working as hard as they possibly can in front of this fucking audience who's dead, because I think they were like 8th or ninth. So we started a show at 8, it's fucking almost midnight, and here comes the women match. And then the main event goes out there to fucking nobody, because it's been four hours. People are fucking leaving. And the main event goes out there, stinks the fucking house up, comes back and blames the fucking women. We can't put us on after girls. They're going to fucking blow the whole, they got to blow the whole fucking audience up. We went out there and there was fucking nobody out there. It wasn't because of the women. It's because your promoter put together a fucking show that was stupidly put together. And it wasn't promoted correctly. And they put people in charge to put their friends on the fucking card. And they kept you in there for a five-hour marathon nobody gave a fuck about. But no one tells that whole story. So now those two ladies are going to get killed on Facebook. A word would travel to other promoters. And now all of a sudden, well, I don't want to book these girls. Because they just did that one show over there. And they fucked that whole show up. And I don't want them to fuck my show up. So now there's less opportunity. We had three women main event. Wrestle fucking mania. And we're still living in a world where in any promotions, a women's match is an attraction. We have full promotions with just women. We have promotions with just women in it. And still, there are attractions. Not booked the same, not treated the same. There's a lot going on in this world right now where there's a lot of conversation happening on a lot of fucking topics. And maybe for some people, this is going to get lost on some of them. But I beseech you, please, to take this cause seriously. To take this hashtag very seriously, because the stories that you hear will break your fucking heart. It will break your fucking heart. I didn't want to be the one to say it. Kara said it earlier. Kara was the one who we spoke about this situation yesterday. Kara's story was one of many stories that I got yesterday. It was one of the inspiring themes behind me canceling Father's Day. And I noticed in the chat... There were a couple of people that wished me a happy Father's Day in spite of everything that we're talking about. I thank you. I, I appreciate that. But we're not here to talk about that right now. I'll be a dad next week. I'm a pissed off brother today. That's what I am today. I'm not sitting here trying to promote myself in any way. I didn't put this together for the ratings or for the likes and shit like that. That's not what all this was for. I was trying to give if even a few women... An opportunity to talk to a fucking guy and tell him men ain't shit. Just to just to fucking open that chest up for just a second and just get it off their fucking chest. How many people gave Lexa an opportunity to tell that story? How many people gave Janice an opportunity to tell that story? How many people gave Kara a chance to tell that story? How many people are giving uh, platforms to the women who've suffered through these indignities a chance to tell the full story? And not be bombarded with the idea of, well, what were you doing before you were assaulted? Oh, you were drunk. 
Are you sure you didn't want the advances of blah, 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 blah? That's not me. And that's not any individual with a brain in their fucking head. Things are bad. But they don't have to stay bad. They need all of these topics. Black Lives Matter, uh, the, the hashtag speaking out, everything. The, even down to the COVID arguments that people are having. These conversations need to be had civilly. I've blocked three people from this chat already. Because all they really want to do is come in here and promote themselves. That's not what this is about. As I said in the beginning, if I can't put myself over, I'm not letting you put yourself over. This is the, I put Father's Day on the back burner for the ladies because someone needs to give them a platform. I've given them platforms in the past, and they've always taken it and taken the ball and ran with it. I have yet to have a woman come on this show and disappoint me yet. I've had female roundtables, I've had female guests as interviews, I've had females come in here and utilize my platform the way that I hoped it would be used. Not just by females, but by males, by all people who are involved with my show. That's the reason my show is different from everyone else's. I don't mean to cut a promo about my show in particular, but if there's anything that anybody in this room who's watching right now can take away from what I'm doing here, is that is the only reason I went live tonight. I don't do back-to-back -to -back lives. I went live tonight because, God damn it, this question needed to be had. This conversation needed to be had, excuse me. We need platforms for people to be able to speak and not be told beforehand what you can and can't say. AJ, the allegations about the Velveteen Dream 2, I don't know if they're true, Swall. So I'm not entirely sure. He was able to dodge the first one and went quiet for no reason. But again, where there's smoke, there's fire, okay? If it continuously keeps happening, there's got to be fucking something to it. No guy is that fucking nice. I have said it a thousand times. I'm not innocent. I've made mistakes, but not like this. I don't assault women. I don't rape women. I don't beat women. I don't fucking, I don't curse out women. And I managed to live my life just fine. I found a woman who was willing to have sex with me on occasion. I got a beautiful kid out of the whole deal. My life is fine. You don't have to be this way just because it's all you know, which is what we're going to hear the most. That's why I have a five-year-old son. I have a five-year-old son, and I will be goddamned if I'm going to let my son talk to any female the way that the females in this room right now watching and listening have been spoken to by fucking men. I would just as soon as take his life my fucking self. He is the grandson of an incredible woman who raised me despite everything that she had to go through as a single mother raising four kids. He is the son of... Of a woman who has mastered life. My wife has mastered life. Everything you can do right, she did right. Everything you can do wrong, she avoided. Perfection. The way that you're supposed to live your life is the way that my wife lives. My son has zero examples of, sh of shitty women around him. His aunts, his, his cousins, there's no example of it. So the only way... That my son would develop a habit the way that these assholes have developed is through me. Through my male example. That's how he's going to pick that shit up. 
and I refuse to do it. My son is five. He is aware of what I was going to discuss on this show. I didn't hide this from him. I didn't shield him because he's, he's too young. I told his ass exactly what this, was gonna, what, what this show was about. I said it in kid terms. I basically went along the lines of oh, there were some guys and some, and some men who were being mean to girls and being mean to women. And daddy wants to go online tonight to talk about these bad people and tell them to stop being bad. And my son was for it. Go get him, dad. He basically said go fuck him up, but he didn't say fuck him up because he knows better than that. But he was all with it. This conversation needs to fucking happen. Hopefully it happens even beyond this. We've got more accusations coming out. We've got more uh, news coming out, more evidence, more discussions. Velveteen Dream, they just told me he deleted his Twitter. I don't give a fuck if he deleted his Twitter. Because if we find out that he did this shit, social media or no social media, his ass is fucking canceled in my fucking eyes. I'm done with him too. And for the men out there who snuck onto this live stream to see maybe if they could get by, hopefully their name wasn't mentioned. Hopefully it wasn't my name that was DM to AJ. As men, we got to do fucking better. I, I don't partake in any of the negative aspects of this hashtag, and even I'm still saying that we have to do better. Because if I'm really honest with myself, I never partook. I don't do anything bad to women. But if I'm really honest with myself, did I ever hear the boys in the back telling stories about rats or the different things that they did or the different things that they saw or the different things they were planning to do and I didn't chuckle myself or do my part in stopping said action? I'm pretty sure somewhere in there I fucked up and dropped the ball on the line. So I'm not putting this on guys to be better in a sense of just stop being physically aggressive. I mean changing your whole mental. The whole mental. Changing all of this. Changing all of this. And to turn things around on you. If some guy would have walked up to your mom. Would have walked up to your sister. Would have walked up to your cousin, your niece, your daughter. And do the shit to them that you do to women. You, you'd call all hands on deck. I've had that phone conversation before. I've had that phone conversation before. I've had a very close friend of mine who I'm no longer close with after this particular incident. I know for a fact that he used to have arguments with his girl, his baby mother, because they had a baby together. I know for a fact for years they used to have issues, always have issues. They used to combat each other all the time. And one day... He hauled off and he hit her. And me and he, and he came to me with it. I didn't, I didn't find out because I was there. He came to me, nonchalant, just like a lot of the ladies are saying here tonight. Nonchalant. We're talking, blah, 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 blah. The next thing I know, his, this dude says it. Yo, you know, she was talking this, this, this. I couldn't take it anymore. It's just a whap, gave her one on the fucking mouth, and we was done with that shit. He was proud of it. So like I just said, with my background, that don't jive with me. So we had a conversation. Got a little heated, but we didn't get physical. It was just, you know, I can't, I can't fuck with you. I can't fuck with you. So we had parted ways then. You know, a little on and off speaking from time to time because we actually worked with each other too at the time. But I cut it off then. The, the thought of him hitting his woman turned me off to him completely. So that was done. A few years later, 
few years later, meaning we hadn't spoken in like forever. This was like a few years later. He, his, his little girl is now like 13 or something like that, like preteen, like real young. And she's being harassed by a boy from school. He calls me on the phone. He tells me, yo, she's being harassed. I went to the parents. Parents is not doing nothing. Uh, I want to speak to the principal and the parents one more time. But if nothing happens from this, are you, you down to do what we need to do? And I was like, what exactly is we, what do we exactly do we need to do? Because I think the other, I think, I think she was like 13, but the boy was like a classmate. So 13, 14. It's like, what exactly are you trying to get me to do? Are you trying to get me to roll and beat the shit out of a 14 year old kid? Because of what he's doing now, what he's doing is not right. I saw the text messages is not right. I get it. He's fucked up. But what exactly is your, what are you trying to get me to do? You want me to beat a child up? And I said, hold on a second. Wasn't you the, the motherfucker that just that was beating on your girl? Which, by the way, I found out after the fact it was more than one situation. She left him, and I heard the whole story after that. But you were cool fucking with your woman. Now somebody fucking with your daughter, and you you ready to roll now. You ready to roll. This is, I'm not going to let this shit happen. But you was down with it not too long ago. You got to change your mental. You got to change your mental. All that shit needs to change up. All that shit. I don't care if she's butt naked with a bucket of KFC chicken in front of you. You can't touch her. And you damn sure shouldn't be disparaging her just because she wouldn't suck your dick. Which apparently is all it takes now. Hey, baby, you want to get together? Nah, I'm good. Fuck you then. I'm in New York. I hear this shit all the time. I hear it all the time. Bunch of dudes on the corner. Cute girl walks by. Yo, 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 yo. She keeps walking, keeps walking. Yo, yo. I already fuck you then. Gotta change the whole mental, fellas. The whole mental. All this shit needs to fucking change up. It's bullshit. And my brother, Ray's, he called on the phone today. He said, I hope this doesn't destroy pro wrestling. And I gotta admit. I love pro wrestling. I do. I've lived it my whole life. Everybody who's in this chat loves, loves pro wrestling. There's no doubt about it at all whatsoever. But they had, there's women in this chat right now that had wrestling taken from them because of the actions of a few douchebags. And just like we're going to sit here and say, that there are no good cops. We were just having that conversation, right? All, it, it's not just a few bad apples. If you're going to sit there and you're going to support the bad cops, you're just as bad. Well, logic has to continue to take place. You've got to follow the bouncing ball. If there's just a few bad guys in the business, then this hashtag needs to do his magic and get these motherfuckers out. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Pure honest. As much as I love wrestling, I love wrestling. As much as I love wrestling, if it meant wrestling had to die to get these motherfuckers out, I cosign. I'm with it. Because we don't need to, this business does not need to be this way. This business is hard 
and difficult as it is. We don't need to be hard and difficult to each other during the course of being in it. There are promoters right now who are coming out the woodwork, who are posting up all kinds of posts, telling people, these motherfuckers will not work my show if I find out that they're fucking with women. I would like to now go public and state for the record that not only do I concur as a former promoter, and let's be honest, I'm letting the cat out of the bag a little bit, but I, I, I have plans to one day promote again. And book again. I want one more ride. With the book. I also will not be hiring anybody. Who I find out. Is on this list. That's why I'm making one. Your name gets added to this list. With factual evidence. And, and, and we know for a fact. You guilty. You are not getting on this goddamn show. At all whatsoever. No paydays for you. Absolutely not. And as a performer, as a performer, if I find out that you on this list, I will not be performing with you at all whatsoever. I will not be interesting. I will not be interviewing you. I will not call you a match. I will not ring announce you. I will not manage against you. I will not wrestle against you. I've dropped weight. I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. I don't know. Might get back into the ring a little bit. Not as a wrestler, but just training-wise and stuff like that. I'm not going to train with you. I'm going to put my hands. I'm not going to sully myself with the, the fucking skin of a racist. That's not a, a, a rapist. Either one. I'm not going to do it. And if that means I don't get to be in the business anymore, I'm fine with that. Because I've taken myself out of the business twice and I still keep getting bookings and still get pulled into it because I know what I'm doing. I was bred for this business. I love this business. I could do this business better than most, to be honest with you. But if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it the right way. And if that means I inspire people to change their mental, great. If it means that I piss people off because I feel this way, great. I'm fine with it either way. You're not breaking my heart at all whatsoever. The same thing that I said a few weeks ago when we talked about Black Lives Matter on this show. I spoke very sharply and I said my point and I said my piece. And if you're not with it, that's fine. I don't need everyone to agree with me. I'm not one of those people. I don't say things so that you agree with me. I say them so that you can at least think about it in your head and make a conscious and knowledgeable decision about where you stand. It's very, very simple. We need good promoters in wrestling that will give justice to their talents and not throw them under the bus. You don't do your promotion. This is why I like the syrup thing and all these companies, you know, when the white when, when a white lady says something racist and then they call the job and the job gets rid of them. You know why this keeps happening? Because it does not benefit any company to have someone represent them in this way. It doesn't it doesn't benefit anyone at all whatsoever. I don't care if you have a family-friendly product. I don't care if you have a rated R product. I don't care what type of wrestling, hardcore, whatever the case may be. 
being a piece of shit is never in style. As a matter of fact, it's been out of style for a long fucking time. And I'm glad Cornette was brought up earlier because I love Cornette's podcast. I think it's hilarious. I love listening to it. But I'm grown enough and mature enough to separate the bullshit from the real. And the fact that he can sit on his show, and I don't give a shit if anybody clips this to him. I don't care if anybody shows this to him. The fact that he can sit on his show and laugh and joke about the way that women were treated in the locker room when he was there is the reason why we have this today. Because locker rooms like to use the same thing the police does. You know, those guys had a knee on George Floyd, but the other ones, the reason why we want the other ones arrested too, the ones that never even touched George, but they were there stopping people from, protect, from saving him, the reason why we want his life too is because he was following that stupid blue line. You know that blue line where no matter what, even if you disagree, you got to back your boy because that's what it is? That's what the locker room has been for years. You want to know why this behavior wasn't spoken about until two days ago? Because that's what the locker room was. That's why that same laugh that cops give when they kill someone because they know that no one on their team is going to snitch, when they know that no one is going to persecute them because that's how the system is built, that's what male wrestlers have been doing ever since this started. They chuckle, they laugh, because they know that they've got the fraternity behind them and they don't have to worry about getting caught. But this has ruined careers, and it's only been two days. I give every woman credit for your bravery for the last two days because you're the first wave of women to do this. I promise you. There are a lot of women right now who have stories for this but have not spoken about them yet. Whether it be whether it be their own preference or not, but they haven't spoken because they're waiting to see. They're waiting to see if the women who did come forward get the usual treatment. They're waiting to see if the women get pushed to the side, if they get dismissed, if they get blackballed. They're waiting to see if all these stories that came out are going to get reacted to the same exact way. Because if it is, then these women are going to continue to hide in their shell. They're going to continue to live with this pain and they're going to continue to close it in because they know that no justice will come from it. They'll just be judged as per usual. But... But if this ends up being as positive as we think that it is right now, because I'm going to tell you something, a lot of people who I know personally who are chauvinistic as shit are listening to this and are reassessing themselves. So for you women out there who were brave enough to take that first step, if this ends up working out great, guess what? Those 70 wrestlers in one week will turn into 7,000. Because there's so many more that we don't know. That was why I told Swall earlier. A lot of the names that were on that list are high-profile names. You know why? Because the high-profile names are the ones who protect the little ones. The little no-name ones that do the real dirty work. They protect those guys. Will Ospreay's name is on that list. Not because he sexually assaulted anyone. Not because he raped anyone. But because he protected a rapist. His friend was a rapist. Not once. 
but on several occasions rape and sexual assault, and not only did he protect the person who did it, he blackballed the women who were victimized by it. That is why his name is on this list. We're not coming after rapists and, and sexual assault people. We're, to we're also going after the people who have been protecting them this entire time. That's why there's women waiting in the wings. That's why there's women waiting. They're holding their cards back because they want to see if the ones that were already played will win a few hands. Because if they can win a few hands, well, nigga, burn, I'm going to win the whole game because I got stories for days. There are so many women right now who are looking at this and praying that this works. Because if this works, if this is true, if promotions stand up and say, we believe you, we're listening to you, we want these assholes off of our show just as bad as you do, then you're going to see a spike in claims when it comes to this hashtag. All the tea. All the tea. Hold on a second. Hold on. This is just one of many right here. All the tea. All the tea is going to get spilt. And this version, too, Herbal Laxative, the pro wrestling game, is going to be fucking shitting out all kinds of garbage when this shit hits. And that's why I have no problem, zero problem, going live. I could have done an audio episode and snuck in wherever I wanted. I could have portrayed myself to be the hero and be the man who's standing up for women's rights by doing an audio Podbean episode like I normally do for my episodes and just put it out there for people to listen to at their leisure. I could have done, I could have done the simple thing of putting out a hashtag or changing my default pitch. Motherfucker, I went live for two fucking hours talking about that. That's where my stance is on this. And if your stance is not for this, if your stance is not for the women to showcase their strength and showcase their spirit, and, try, and finally, I got women who are in this room right now who just told me to their face, they told me stories that happened eight years ago. And nobody fucking stood by their side at all. That has to stop. Change the fucking mental it needs to stop it needs to be absolutely fucking different and for for the record there are a few men who are involved with this tj perkins i think was the most influential person i saw come out and the jim Cornette thing there was it was a guy that posted that there are some men who are involved with this too there are the rare case where women can be the predator too all encompassing here all-encompassing, all those who survive, all those who are victimized, all those, however you want to categorize yourself, all those who have suffered the wrath of outright fucking stupidity, use this hashtag, hashtag speaking out. And if you notice, it's not pro wrestling hashtag, it's not a wrestling deal, this isn't business, this isn't, no, this is a general have-to-have discussion on the treatment of women and men to a degree on the victimization and the sexualization of them. That's not what they are. They're fucking people. You and me. Fucking people. I stopped supporting JD from New York from the show I watch now. <laughs> Swall, I don't know if you know this. I don't know how long you've been listening to my show. I worked for House of Glory. I was an interviewer. Then I became a commentator. I was the first, if I'm not mistaken... First live play-by-play -play announcer for House of Glory. My color commentator, the authentic Brandon Lewis, uh, was my color guy. 
We called hog shows for years. Then they threw in Matt Ryan as a third. And every now and then we'd have a guest, Matt Stryker, all that different stuff. You can see the pictures on my Facebook page. And I was with House of Glory for a long time. I left for personal reasons, school and all that other stuff. So I had to leave. When I left House of Glory, I was replaced by JD from New York. I did not know that for like almost a full year because I heard comment, a commentator speaking. I didn't know who he was. I'm not saying that disrespectfully as in like, ha who is this guy? I literally did not know who he was. I didn't know who JD from New York was. I had never heard his show. I, I'd, I'd never, I didn't know who he was. So then I, I, the controversy hit with him and uh, Alexa Bliss. And I heard the comment that he made about Alexa Bliss. And I thought it was perfect in the sense of what an illustration that is. He said something on air that guys say all the time behind the scenes or in close proximity, okay, the whole dead fish deal and and, and no emotion in her face or whatever the case. Guys talk like that shit all the time. He did it on the air. And the reason he did it on the air is because he thought, as common as that conversation is, I'm going to get more laughs than I'm going to get dislikes. So he felt comfortable in saying that because he thought, <laughs> I'll just get a, I'm going to get a chuckle out of it. <laughs> he was doing, he said that comment to be fucking funny. And it wasn't. <laughs> and everyone, any, anyone who heard that clip, the only laughter they had was the fact that they found out he got roasted for it. And got shit on by fucking everybody. His career, his career is, is gone as far as that's concerned now. He still has the podcast. He's still going to do his show. I'm not going to say his career is dead dead. But you piss off the wrong people at the right spot. That's what it is. And I know that I just said earlier. I don't mind pissing people off. But I'm not, I don't mind pissing people off. Because I'm trying to fight for a fucking cause. If you're not afraid to piss people off. Because you're just being a dick about it. Then you don't need, I don't need to support you either. I supported JD because he was my replacement and I want to see everybody do good. But if you're going to be a dick about things, yeah, I'm going to revoke that support really fucking fast. So replacement or not, I don't give a shit. He can do whatever he wants. He couldn't tie my shoes at a wrestling, in a wrestling booth anyway. So I didn't care. As far as I was concerned, it was a second-rate meet anyway. But now that I hear that this is the type of material he has on his fucking show, fuck it. I'm good. I don't need to be... A part of that or any part of anything that he's doing. I don't really give a shit. Anyway, so uh, it's getting late here. We've reached our second hour here. Normally, um, he got a lot of heat for that. Well, good. He should have gotten a lot of fucking heat for it. It was a stupid fucking thing to say. It's dumb. It's dumb. That kind of comment is made by a guy who wishes he could fuck someone. That's the type of shit that somebody says, like when he talks to a girl and she denies him. But when he tells his boy about the situation... With the girl, it's always different. Oh, I didn't want to fuck her anyway. She's probably some dead fish. Right? Probably she looks like a boring lay. It's just it's stupid shit. Um, I hope this was helpful in some way. I wanted to give as many people as I could a platform to say whatever it is they wanted to say, and get shit off their chest for realsies. So I um I hope that uh, I was a help in some way. I hope that I was able to contribute to the hashtag in some way. And give females an opportunity to speak their peace. Um, and next week we will do the Father's Day deal. 
Um, I have to pre-record it. I won't be available next Saturday. I'm going to be out with family doing some things. So I will not be able to go live next week, but I will have it pre-recorded. It will go up Saturday at 9 o'clock. Big Father's Day episode. I'm going to have the boys back in. I'm sure they will have something to say about what I spoke about tonight. Uh, I know one of them for sure will. <laughs> and if we have to discuss it next week, then we'll discuss it next week again. I will continue to talk about this for as long as people need it to be spoken to them. And they need to change exactly what they're doing. Thank you, ladies. Don't thank me. Thank you, ladies, uh, for everything that you guys have done. So uh, this was real. This was a good time. Um, good discussion. Um, there's three people. I lost three people in the course of this <laughs> the entire conversation to blocks. Uh, I did not. I haven't been blocking people recently. Uh, no board tonight. No, I, the board's kind of. You know, we didn't do too much with the board tonight. I, this is all I needed the board for. It was for this. But, uh, yes, so thank you, Alexa, for calling in and, and uh, saying your piece and uh, getting that off your chest. So thank you for that. So thank you guys for playing along here and um, keeping to the topic. Um, I didn't want to deviate too much. I'm sure that I did at some point, but I wanted to make sure that I gave this topic the proper amount of time. I only have one episode where it was all one topic. I think it was like episode 14, way back when. I did a kayfabe episode. This is the first time where the whole episode was on the one topic. So um, next week will also be kind of on a, on the same topic, Father's Day. So um, thank you for everybody who wished me a very happy Father's Day. Uh, that's kind of why I'm going to be busy next week as well. We're doing a two-parter type thing. So uh, if there's any uh, gentlemen in here who are fathers, happy Father's Day to you um, for this coming weekend. Uh, we're actually already midway through the weekend, or like more than half, but happy Father's Day to you guys. Be strong, ladies. Keep telling your truth. Spill that. Where did it go? I left it. I put it back. <laughs> Spill that tea some more. Keep telling your truth. Keep inspiring others to tell their truth. And please keep inspiring uh, women to not hide in the shadows about this. Don't worry about the judgments, man. Uh, I hope there's somebody out there to comfort you and to make you feel like you deserve happiness and to not be stressed about this. For every female that's here tonight that listened to me, please hear my voice and let you know that if you have no one, they got me. And for whatever that's worth. So if you ever want to speak to me about the topic, I would be more than willing to listen and to hear you out. And for you to get it off your chest and uh, do what you got to do. So... Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. And, of course, thank you for enjoying episode 144. Swole said it best. Uh, hashtag speaking out, guys. 100 episodes now pay him. And make sure that you buy my husband's T-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash A-J-O-U-N. Please, he needs this. Listen to my daddy's show. He's the best, so I don't know.